0: welcome 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 joe is not here tonight uh joe's a good buddy good friend of mine uh you could say that i am the um more improved better looking version of joe miller just not uh as handsome or sexy of a voice so my name is sterling i'm with the cover one network uh You know, you see me, you know, we all kind of work together around here, whether it's rumblings, cover one, but I will be hanging out with you guys tonight. And before we even jump into our show, before we even overreact, I got a little something for you. So thank you for tuning in to the overreaction Post Game show on the Buffalo Rumblings Multicast Network brought to you by the Market Dominator. Who was the Market Dominator? Well, the Market Dominator is John Spacecheck, a real estate agent with Keller Williams Realty in this market as insane as it is. You need to be with the winning team if you're looking to buy or sell a home. And I promise you, the winning team is the Market Dominators team. John is one of the top agents in Western New York. Every single month can help you in any state you live in. Looking to sell your home or in the market for a new home? Give John a call right now at 716-570-3298. This show is brought to you by the Market Dominators. So what's up, people? Let's overreact. Okay, listen, I don't know what I was going to feel coming to this game. I mean, I was nervous. I mean, I'm nervous, okay, after last week being in Buffalo watching the game with Joe and Spence and and all my friends, you come into this week and you just don't know what to expect. You don't know what to expect. You know, your odds of of winning the division or making the playoffs starting off 0-2 is extremely slim. I mean, I would say it's probably your odds are in the 20 percentile range of making a playoff starting 0-2. Uh, you know, we had all these expectations of last year and this offense coming out just just humming, and that kind of hasn't happened. Uh, we, we talked about the defense and 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 the idea of a Sean McDermott defense being good again, because apparently we forgot about that last year because the defense struggled in so many ways, right? So you come in here this week, you're kind of worrying, you know, what are the Bills going to do? How are they going to look offensively? Are they, are they, they, How are they going to look from a defensive standpoint? So we're here on Sunday morning. It's a hot day. It's a hot day in Miami. You know, you hear the players talk about how they need to hydrate, Sean McDermott, you know, and their preparation. You've, we've heard it all week. It's not the first time we've ever played in Miami, but anytime you play in Miami, you know, whether it's a sunny day, we just know it's hot as hell. Okay, it's super hot, and uh, it it, it, can, it has its ways of presenting problems and issues. So I'll tell you this little story real quick. So before, uh, before when COVID kind of broke down a couple of years ago, you know I, I went down to Miami just to just to hang out for for like four weeks in this Airbnb. Okay, and it's it's extremely hot, but I'm gonna tell you this: I am I um, I haven't told I haven't told any of my friends this, but look. I'm a closet snake fan. I love snakes. Now, me being black, I don't want to touch the snakes. I just want to see the snakes, okay? And in the Everglades, they have what they call a python problem, okay? Uh, I don't know why I'm infatuated with Burmese pythons, but so I'm out in Miami, and I'm like, shoot, let me take a trip to the Everglades. I want to see these big old snakes. So I'm driving around, it's at night, and I, you know boom there one is and and, and everything you know about uh, the Burmese python and how they kill their prey you know they they they, they do have teeth and you know, they bite but what they do is they constrict and the reason why I'm telling you this story is because the buffalo bills today they they treated the dolphins like 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 prey like Burmese python they just just kind of just sucked the life out of them they sucked the life out of them i mean offense, defense, special teams. I mean, it was just, it was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing. So, you know, emotions were high, even though the Bills won 35-0. Okay. You still kind of, you know, you're left to think, okay, what, what is going on here? Like from an offensive standpoint, you think, okay, well maybe, you know, we could we could get the game uh we can get things going offensively, you know, we you know, when you look at predictions and and what everybody thought, you know, you think okay, Josh Allen's going to have like he's going to have like the best day ever because you know, we know that Josh Allen is Miami's daddy. Like daddy was coming home today, right? He's coming home and he's he he's pissed off cuz y'all you know, you heard his feelings last week and daddy's coming home tonight that that that's kind of what everybody's thinking so we're thinking okay josh is about to come out here i'm expecting that he's going to come out here and he's going to throw you know three 400 yards three touchdowns that that would have been the icing on the cake right that would have been icing on the cake and and you know what it didn't it didn't happen the bills are learning to win in other ways right so one of the things that 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 from a X is an old guy. I'm an X is an O's guy. And then from a fan perspective, sometimes it's hard to uh, <laughs> it's it's hard to marry the two thoughts <clears throat> and ideas. On paper, when you look at the Miami offense with Tua at quarterback, we know that he has a hard time processing the game. If you know, if you take away his first read, he really doesn't have an answer outside of that. You know, watch a film this week watching Tua I mean he kind of just if pressure gets in his face he has no no real plan he kind of just he tries to rely on his limited athleticism which in Alabama that works but when you're playing against a bunch of dogs and and athletes better than you in the NFL buddy your athleticism ain't gonna cut it I'm sorry it just ain't gonna cut it. So you, you know, you see this guy out there last week against the Patriots. He's just throwing, he's throwing the ball up like it's just whatever. Like I'm afraid, like it's something that you and I would do if we we're playing quarterback in the National Football League with no training. Like we're just gonna throw that damn thing up. Like, hey, it's up for grabs. It's hot potato. Okay, and that's what to a, you know, that's how he plays the quarterback position as of right now. You know, you talk, you know, you talk to to Miami beat reporters or or, or the the temperature in the room with two is, how much has he progressed? How much has he grown? And we just haven't really, we haven't seen it. And the way he's kind of the same guy that we saw last year. Now, you know, from a from a fan perspective, dealing with the Dolphins, you, ho- you hope that, that he kind of gets it together or whatever. But from a Bills perspective, you're like, buddy, like you just keep doing what you do. We're so proud of you. Like you just stay here. Okay, and let daddy come home and just just wax poetic. That's what daddy's going to do. Okay, the Bills just today they were they were phenomenal. But back to Tua, he hasn't really progressed. And we hear about the the Deshaun Watson rumors and so forth. And then the game starts. And right off the bat, the Bills were, you know, Sean McDermott and, and Leslie Frazier came in with a game plan. That was magical. I mean, when they're sending guys, you know, they're rushing four and five but you don't know who's coming. So, you you know, these free blitzers are coming off the line as cornerbacks, safeties. You know, we saw Micah Hyde get in there. I mean, just bang, bang. Just, I mean, that first drive, two sacks on the first drive, you knew that, okay, this defense is ready. It's freaking ready to play, right? And uh, we knew that the defensive line was 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 going to be lights out. But the fact that they were able to, To bring pressure with, you know, guys, linebackers. I mean, every, it was like Oprah, Oprah was at the stadium and she was throwing away sacks. Like everybody gets a sack. You get a sack and you get a sack and you get a sack. The Bills had six sacks on the day, 11 pressures. Six sacks and 11 pressures. So that tells you, that tells you that the Bills, they were getting after it. They were getting after it. And so, you know, they knocked Tua out the game. And I don't know about you guys. Did anyone else kind of get nervous when Jacoby Brissett came in the game? I did because I felt like he's a veteran and he can probably get this offense going, right? Just because he he's he's six years in the league, you know, he's he's played in big moments, backup quarterback. He's a smart, he's a heady guy, he kind of understands the game a little bit better than Tua does, right? And so I'm thinking, okay, like you're bringing in Jacoby Brissett. All right. You know, I know he's no savior, but I don't want them to get anything. And then he kind of throws that little sidearm to, uh, you know, Devontae Parker. And I'm like, okay, okay, player. I see you. You know, I see you out there. Okay. And, uh, but it didn't help. It did not help. It did not do them any freaking good. I mean, Unsung heroes today. You know, this is just a summary we're talking about, right? AJ Epinesa, who really didn't show up on the stat sheet. You know, he had one uh he had one tackle assisted, but what he was able to do from a pass rush perspective, he was lights out. He was lights out. Okay. Gregory Rousseau, I don't know if you guys heard you know, the Buffalo Rumblings uh, podcast network last night on the chop up. You know, I predicted that Gregory Rousseau was going to have two sacks. Well, I'll tell you what, go back and watch the game. He should have had four. He should have had four sacks today. Gregory Rousseau back at home, you know. Can we talk about Devin Singletary for a second? Devin Singletary. Joe and I were talking, you know, this is, you know, after the game last week, you know, we were we were on the tailgate. In the tailgate party, you know, our, our we're kind of we're kind of down, right? We're kind of down. The Bills lost, and you know, Joe's like, what what what's the solution to the run game? You know, like what what's going on? And I, you know, I said, I said, hey, you know, I want to see Brian Dable and these Bills come out when they run the ball. I want to see them do more pin and pull, where you know the offensive lineman can just find a the guy, they can get out in space, they don't have to think, right? Instead of doing, you know, these zone reads, these, you know, zone blocking where they're all going one way and and they got to go out and they got to find a hat. You know, it's too much thinking for these guys, it seems like. But when they do pin and pull, we saw that Devin Singletary, 46 yards and he's gone. That's a Florida guy right down the street. I mean, it's just, it was just great to see, you know. The look on these Dolphins fans, the, their faces like and do they even have fans? like you heard even even the guys you know calling the game you heard them talk about hey look what you what you're hearing right now is is Bills fans Bills mafia came down to Miami and just took over they took over i mean this is this is not anything anything new right it's not it's not anything new and if you you know if you're on the old on the old twitter yesterday you you see a whole bunch of our fans Going down to Miami and just taking over. I don't know what it is about places like Miami. People just don't care about football, and I'm happy about it. I mean, your stadium, Hard Rock, whatever you want to call it, it's nice. I don't care. It's ours. That's our stadium too. That's Daddy's house. Okay, right. So Daddy came home again. Daddy came home and he established dominance today. Okay, and in, in the form of a uh, you know Burmese python just constricting and just er. Uh, Love it. I love every single piece of it. So so we kind of have, you know, we kind of have uh the game, right? We we kind of see what's going on. So we go quarter by quarter. Okay. You know, in the first quarter, we saw you know, pressure. Pressure was the theme. That's the first thing that I wrote in my notes. It was pressure, you know. Again, pressure from rushing from the outside, pressure up the middle. I mean, our defensive line, just rushing those four. I mean, they were just destroying, destroying the offensive line of of the Miami Dolphins. You know, when you when you're trotting out guys, you know, I mean, they got a really young offensive line. So, you know, from an X's and O's standpoint, you saw this as a uh, advantageous position for the Bills to really exploit uh, what the Dolphins were, were going to try to do. You know, this Dolphins offense was going to try to be, you know, it's a it's a very quick pass, you know. Get get the ball out of Tua's hands. Screen game. Get Waddle in, in in open space. Get Gaskins on the outside. That's kind of what they wanted to do. And we we thought that coming in, we thought that they would have more nuance in their offense, where they were going to try trick plays and so forth. You know, and they it really didn't because the Bills really didn't give them an opportunity to. So, you know, the, the first quarter we saw Devin Singletary get off to a forty-six yard run. And I don't know about you guys, but Devin looked he looked slightly faster. Than, than what he did last year. I think, uh, you know, coming into the off season, we heard, you know, them talk about how Devin didn't feel like he was uh, conditioned well enough to, to really hold up because of the COVID situation and all that. So <clears throat> this year he comes in and he, he's like, he's looking to park, you know, Devin Singletary today. Uh, I think he had another day of, uh, 13 carries 82 yards in the touchdown. So we saw him get off in the first quarter. Right. Uh, Zach Moss had a uh, a fumble uh, that that kind of killed the momentum, kind of killed the momentum there. That was probably one of the things where, you know, we saw the Bills driving down the field. You want to you, any you don't you never like turnovers, right? But you definitely don't want to see a running back, you know, coughing up the ball like this, like you know. And that's something I think the Bills are going to have to address as they move forward. You know, Devin Singletary had a fumble on the sideline. You know, he was in a, a face mask and later in the game and so forth, but. You know, we we they gotta be able to to hold on to the football more. Like I, I'm tired of seeing that. Okay. So, the Bills get two touchdowns in the first quarter, fourteen nothing. I mean, it was beautiful. It it was it was a beautiful thing. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, and then from an offensive standpoint, let me let me just say this. So I know everybody out there, we kind of look at this Bills offense and we're like, why aren't we just filling up the scoreboard with with points, right? And to everyone who's of that opinion, I I want you to say, hold on just a second. And I'm not going to make excuses for uh, this offense. You know, last week I felt like they were kind of, they were too cute last week on offense. This week, they should have scored 60 points. Let's be honest. But because this is the overreaction podcast, I was heated. I was hot, okay? I was hot. You know, when I watch Bill's games, I try to watch it from a – just from a uh, – as a fan first. And then I kind of collect my emotions. Then I go into, ana, you know, the analytical X's and O's, right? So I'm sitting here as I'm preparing for the show tonight, and I'm like, okay, why isn't this offense – why are we not seeing these explosive plays from, from Josh Allen in his offense? Because more consistently. And I think that, you know, we know that they can go five wide and they can – Josh Allen can be a, a surgeon and just kind of, you know, you know short, intermediate game, right? He could just tear you up and get down the field, you know? I think that's still in our arsenal. That, that's not – that hasn't gone anywhere. We just haven't seen it. On the flip side, the Bills play two opponents – one where you know they had the, you know the Steelers front was incredible. So when you have a really good front seven, or and three guys are just dominating five on the offensive line, I think you know it really does help your secondary out, right? So you come into this week and you got Byron Jones and you got Xavier Howard. Okay, those guys are you know two of the better cornerbacks in the league. Eric Rowe is no slouch, you know. Uh, Javon Holland is is a rookie, but he he's good. He, that guy's going to be a player. So from a from a secondary, uh, so I'm like, okay, maybe that's why you know they didn't really get out to you know Josh Allen throwing for three hundred yards and three touchdowns and what everybody was kind of wanting and expecting. Those guys get paid too. Brian, Brian Flores is a really good defensive coordinator. Really good head coach, and they 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 scheme some stuff up with you know that the bills kind of have issues with, whether it's passing guys as far as you know masking their coverages and rolling guys and so forth. You know, they kind of took some, some things from the Steelers and they, they tried to make it work for them. So I tell you all that to say this: pause, hold on. This offense is gonna be okay. What I think they're trying to do, I think they're trying to find um different ways to win, different ways to get down the field because that what we saw in the playoffs, you could throw the ball all over the all over the yard. I think we did our offensive line a disservice last year because not saying we need to run more, but we just didn't run effective. So whether that's from Dable's aspect of maybe you know simplifying, you know, the running game in terms of what the offensive line does, you know, running backs being uh healthy and and, and in conditioned and so forth. You know, all those things matter. You know, the the small things matter. So I think what we're seeing is Brian Dable in this office, they're trying to win differently. I think we're going to see them throw the ball over the yard as we get closer to the season. But I think it's one of those things where, you know, for example, like on on third and one, fourth and one, you know, Josh Allen only had one conversion where it was a quarterback sneak, you know, in short yardage situations today. But you see them handing off the Gillen. You see them handing off the Singletary, handing off the Moss. You're, they're trying to show nuance, okay? So when they get into the playoffs, I think they're going to unleash it. I think you're, you're going to see it. But they're also because if they keep, continue to go this route and they know they have a really good defense. I mean, this defense is looking like a top three, top five unit in the league, something that McDermott is very accustomed to. I think it gives them the freedom and the opportunity to kind of work some stuff out um how, we didn't see uh gabriel davis much in this game so you they they put an impetus on on this game they wanted they wanted to be physical that's what we saw today we saw the bills be physical last week they, they got handed it to him that i mean pittsburgh handed them an l in every sense of the way what do you think about you know Sean McDermott, Let, let's, let's not overanalyze this here. Sean McDermott's a wrestler. For those of you who wrestle, I'm not a wrestler. I'm a lover. I'm not a wrestler. Okay. But Sean McDermott was a wrestler. I, I think one of the things, you know, if you're going to be a wrestler, one, first thing you think of, you got to be tough. You got to be tough. You got to be cerebral. You got to think. You got to be ahead of the next move and so forth and play chess, kind of. That's what the Bills did today. They, they took on the Sean McDermott mentality. So, whatever message, that he that he gave them this week, it worked. I didn't I didn't look I didn't know I didn't think that the Bills were going to be this physical, uh, you know, at the at the point of attack in the line of scrimmage. But man, <laughs> it's funny. It's so funny because they just straight dominated. They straight dominated. Look, Cody Ford played a really good game. Okay. Deion Dawkins, you could tell he he had some reps today where he was, he's still kind of getting his conditioning back. Right. You know, but, but he, he improved. That's another week, you know, John Feliciano. It was great to see John Feliciano kind of, uh, you know, get it together a little bit because last week my guy got worked. Mitch Morse, go back and watch the film. If you guys ever get get a chance or opportunity to Mitch Morse had a, a, a key block where he sealed off. On Devin Singletary's long run, that is the thing that you want to see from this offensive line moving forward. They got to continue to put in good days. But back to Sean McDermott, I mean, he had these guys dialed in and he had them ready to play. You know, from on the offensive from the offensive line perspective in the trenches. Let me tell you about my guy Levi Wallace. Can we talk about Levi Wallace for a minute? Okay, so you know, it's the second quarter now. So this is where we are. So we're in the second quarter and everything we know about Levi Wallace, you know, he's the, he's a guy from humble beginnings and he's the dude that, that, you know, was a walk on in Alabama, right. He's a guy, uh, that, you know, everything he gets, he earns, right. You know, not the best athlete, uh, you know, he, he just kind of, He's just just one of those worker guys that, like, Sean McDermott just loves, right? And we saw him last week, Deontay Johnson, hey, (laughs) some of those reps where Levi got worked bad. He got worked bad. And so coming into this game, I felt like Levi has the opportunity to to ball out in a sense because Deontay Johnson is one of the faster wide receivers in the league. And, you know, putting, putting Levi on Deontay, that's a big ass for Levi just because he, the, he can't match him with the foot speed. But one of the things I felt like Levi failed on last week, he, he didn't really uh, engage in press man coverage enough. He didn't really get his hands to reroute the receivers like he should have. Well, today was different. We saw Levi was physical. the line of scrimmage when it when it comes to his wide receivers with Devontae parker whoever was in front of him he was like you know what i'm gonna use what god gave me i'm gonna use my length i'm gonna use my strength and i'm gonna i'm gonna try to reroute some of these you know these wide receivers are kind of getting their face a little bit when when levi's doing that he can kind of use his his athleticism what he does have to kind of you know that's why he's always in position to make a play sometimes he doesn't always make the play you know but today not the case not the case and and one of the things that i loved is when when Levi i can't remember who who it was that he hit but it was a third down we saw the quick pass and Levi was kind of you know shifting his own coverage and he comes in and he just smacks this guy boom right ball ball flies out okay and Levi Wallace the guy from humble beginnings and and, and the, the guy that Sean McDermott unless you to talk about he always has his head on on the right shoulder. You know, he's a, he's an influential guy in his locker room, yada, yada, yada. Levi stands up over his guy and he's talking his shit. He's talking to him. I'm like, okay, Levi. (laughs) Okay. You gotta love it. Y'all you gotta, it's the little stuff that, that makes this game so beautiful. That was one of the moments that I looked at and I was like, Levi, yes, sir. I don't care if it's a penalty, man. Talk your shit. And that's what he did. And so when I saw Levi do that, I knew I knew right then and there. I knew right then and there that, hey, these boys ain't playing today. They ain't playing today. They are not playing. So Levi is standing over this dude, and he's telling him, like, hey, this is daddy's house. Y'all ain't doing nothing today. And then a couple plays later, here we go. Here comes the interception. And you, you just, you just, you, for Levi. For whatever, as a fan, whatever we think of him, and you know, we all wanted another cornerback in the draft, which I still think they should have investigated. But Sean McDermott, they decided that they were going to stick with Levi. I mean, I thought they should have looked at getting an offensive guard, but you know, they they stuck with their guys, Cody Ford, whatever. But Levi Wallace, that's what you want to see from cornerback too. That's what you want to see that physicality, and I think it helps set the tone uh, for for the secondary, you know, to where. You know, on that interception, we saw we saw Levi kind of he was kind of on on uh I think it was Jalen Waddle, and we kind of see Gasicki kind of come into the scene, you know, right on the on the outside. And Levi was like, you know what? I know you're not getting it, Waddle. I know there he wants to do, throw a jump ball to Gasicki, and I'm just gonna go down here and take this. That's just what I'm gonna do today. And he did. I loved it, I loved every second of it. So you see. You see this kind of stuff, and last year was the offense got all the, the praise and the glory and, and whatever. But this year in two games, this defense is something else. We know the Dolphins didn't score today. They got a they gotta, you know, what what do they uh love is what they call it in tennis right, nil, love, I don't know, but they didn't get shit. <laughs> they put a goose egg up on the scoreboard, and and I'm, I'm like, okay, so this defense, they didn't give up a first-half touchdown all week last week. They gave up one touchdown last week and zero today. How's that for you? That this defense is for real. It is for real. Again, this defense... <laughs> It's for real. Somebody said, uh, pop the dude. You see, you know, if you see something, say something. <laughs> that that was the case. So that's the secondary. Let's talk about the linebackers. Matt Milano, Tremaine Edmonds, boy. <laughs> Matt Milano, I'm telling you guys, Matt Milano played his butt off today. Okay. From not just a from a, a cover standpoint, both him and Tremaine played really well in covers today. But Milano, one, he forced a fumble in the red zone. You know, we saw Jacoby Brissett. Again, we're in the second quarter. We saw Jacoby Brissett drive this team down, right? Albert Wilson uh, dropped the pass. Next play, I think it was next play, Other couple other plays later, you know, he throws it right over to, uh, I think it was Jakeem Grant. And, you know, Taron Johnson wraps him up. And then Matt Milano comes in, bam, hits the ball out, recovers it. Matt Milano balled out. I mean, the thing that stood out to me was his ability to pass rush. I did, I never saw Matt Milano um, <laughs> rush the passer so efficiently. I mean, this guy was he. I don't know what happened. I, I they, they all just like I said, you know, they all came out and they were ready to play. But Matt Milano, from a pass rush perspective looked phenomenal you you noticed you know one of the things that I noticed re-watching the game is how you know the impact of the defensive line Starla Tudelay for one you saw on occasion Star was taking up two, you know two Miami offensive linemen and when you were able to do that guys like Ed Oliver Justin Zimmer these guys were able to win some of those one-on-one contests Ed Oliver had himself a day as well I mean, this whole defensive line was just incredible. Uh, it, it was, it was, it was phenomenal. So, second notable thing in the second quarter, we saw Josh Allen throw an interception. Uh, you know, kills the drive, whatever. And, and we look. I'm looking at the play, and exam- first of all, Xavier Howard made a good play, but Josh Allen kind of served it up a little bit. Okay, I, I felt like he was he was a little late on the throw. And then he, he he threw it behind Stefan Diggs, right? So he really didn't give Steph a, um, um, an opportunity to make a play on the football, right? And when you do that to one of the best corners in the league, he's going to make you pay. I mean, you can see Josh. They even showed it on TV. Josh said he was he was he was pissed, right? Josh has to you know he has to do a better job with his mechanics. I think we're seeing him kind of uh, you know. I don't know what it is right now. I don't I don't think it's sugar high Josh right now. I just think he's trying to settle in. You know, he's trying to he's thinking a little too much. I just think he needs to just play. Okay, throw that ball. You, you need to throw that ball accurately. Um, so he kind of he kind of threw it behind Stefan Diggs. It is what it is. I mean, luckily the defense, you know, prevailed and didn't hurt him too much. But we see we're seeing Josh miss some throws, and that's you know, you if you turn on the tape, you go watch Patrick Mahomes, you go watch Justin Herbert. I mean, you guys, quarterbacks, they miss throws. Like, I don't, you know, it's just going to happen, you know. Uh, Aaron Rodgers misses throws. These guys all miss throws all the time. So, you know, don't get so hung up on, you know, ah, well, he just threw an interception here, right? I mean, if it's something that that continues to rear his ugly head, I mean, this is his first of the year, and you can argue to say he should have thrown three or four picks, right? But he didn't. You know, from statistically, it was just one interception. Um, but yeah, I think you're going to see Josh settle in, you know, one of the things that, that Josh Allen stressed upon himself that he wanted to improve on were in breaking routes. So a slant, you know, that's, it's a, it's in breaking route. So he wants to improve there. So again, I think what they're doing is I think they're, they're looking at this offense and they're saying, okay, in order to be a complete offense, we got to run the ball more efficiently. So we going to need to clean up our blocking, but from passing the ball, it can't just be down the seam. On the sideline, comebacks. You know, Josh rolling around making a play. He's got to be able to settle in the pocket, and he's got to be able to hit some of these in-breaking routes. So we saw that. Um, you know, later in the game, he start he started to 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 settle down and, and kind of rely on his mechanics more. And we saw him be more accurate in the second half. But in the first half, he kind of on that play kind of struggled there. He had one where he missed Emmanuel Sanders uh, on the left hand side, where you know he threw it off his back foot. You know Josh, you gotta you you gotta rely on your mechanics. You know sometimes you know we know you gotta you got uh, a big arm. You can't always rely on those physical abilities, right? But don't don't worry about Josh, guys. He's 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 gonna be okay. Josh Allen's he's gonna get it right. Um, a couple other things I wanted to, to, to point out: um, the fourth and two. Okay, so overall, the Dolphins were I think I believe they were zero and four on fourth down conversions. Levi Wallace is out of the game. And it's fourth and two. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm thinking, I understand why you go for it. But at the same time, from a coaching standpoint, you're like, bro, can we just get some points on the board? Right. Let's just get a little momentum. They just killed all their momentum. So it's fourth and two. You know, they're going power, right? And and they snap the ball and they're trying to, you know, they're, they're trying to run it on the right hand side. And Justin Zimmer, first of all, I mean, he just straight blows up the, the, the left guard there. Okay. And, and he causes the play to break outside, and that's where Dane Jackson was able to uh to, to eat it up. I thought that was a great play by Justin Zimmer. Justin Zimmer had a few of those, a few really, really good plays, um, where he where he where he was able to do that. Um and then let's see, you know. We recorded our, I believe we recorded our fourth sack in the second quarter as well. So everything was going well. You know, again, the score is 14-0. So we, we see a lackluster performance from the offense, uh, heading into halftime. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm you know, one of Brian Dable's calling cards is he's really, really good at being able to make adjustments after halftime. So I'm thinking, okay, so you know, you, you, I, you know, they had some success running the ball. You know, I'm thinking, okay, they're probably just gonna, you know, run the ball. You know, they've already established themselves from a for the physicality standpoint. You know, are they? Are they? What are they gonna do here? Right? No, they come out and Josh Allen hits Beasley on an in-breaking route. 15 yards and and you start to see, okay, now he's like, okay, we're going to attack them over the middle. You know, you kind of see them playing one, two high safety looks, you know, they're kind of trying to diversify what their, their uh, pass rush fits are going to look like trying to disguise, do a little window dressing. And Josh Allen came out, you know, I think he had like three uh, completions on that drive that were, you know, Emmanuel Sanders and Diggs and, and Beasley had two of them, I believe. Um, So that was really good to see that they made that adjustment. And then, you know, you, you get um, towards the red zone. And uh, can, we, can we talk about the throw to Dawson Knox for a minute? A- and the throw was incredible. But Dawson Knox, he didn't drop it. You know, last year, we talked, when we talked about Dawson Knox, it was like the only thing he's good at catching was COVID. My guy, hey. Not not this year. My guy Dawson Knox is showing that he has some hands. Like we we, we kind of got glimpses of it, right? It was like, okay, Dawson Knox can catch anything difficult. <laughs> but if you throw it to my guy in the flat or anything where he's open, he ain't gonna catch it. Not this year, man. Dawson Knox, you know, he, we 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 heard about him seeing an eye doctor and specialists or whatever. I don't know how you do that when it turns to football, they're throwing, you know, sandwiches or or or, or you know. Uh, you know, tennis balls in his face and he's catching them, or whatever. Whatever he's whatever he did is working. I love the adjustment that he made to catch that ball in the end zone. Josh threw it perfectly. He threw it out there to where only his guy can get it. Dawson Knox got low, secured the catch, touchdown. I mean, that's what you need to see from a a young tight end. Coming, you know, this is a big year for Dawson, and and I think we're going to see more Dawson Knox as we go along because he's showing, he's showing Josh that he's reliable. Okay, forget all the Zach Ertz, and you know, we all kind of want another tight end. Just like, look, dude, I don't know if that, if uh, if our guy Dawson is going to get it, but he did. Okay, so another week, you know, Dawson had a good game last week. Dawson had a good game this week, and it's improved. I mean, we see, you know, looking at the film, you're seeing Dawson Knox. Um improve in the in run blocking. That was one of the things, you know, inline blocking and, and knowing your assignment and so forth, like that. He's improved, he's gotten better. So I love what I saw from Dawson Knox. Uh, and that was a great throw by Josh Allen. Um, you know, defense again. I mean, whew. I don't know. I mean, you guys are hearing me. Like, I, I'm really trying to be like like talk about the offense, but I mean, what the hell? Like. If the defense is just killing it, I mean, you got to talk about them. But again, in the third quarter, I mean, they they just they just destroyed. So I wanted to, you know, and then we kind of know, you know, Zach Moss had a couple good runs, yada yada yada. I mean, good power runs, right? Though that's pretty much the highlights of the game. So from a, a statistical point of view, let's talk about what we saw. Um, oh no, actually, before we do that, let's talk about that fifty-one yarder to Stephon Diggs can we, can we, can we go there? That, first of all, for any of you guys out there that says Josh under threw digs, or, you know, he should have hit him in stride. Okay. Josh was on the right hash throwing it all. I mean, he, he, he uh, it was a moonshot. Okay. And I don't know if you guys have been on the football field lately. Why don't you stand on the right hash and then throw it, you know, try to throw it 50 yards down the field. I mean, it's, that is a hard ass throw. Okay. So, and he threw it on a Howard. So that tells you the level of confidence that, that Josh Allen won that he has in Stefan Diggs to, to throw it after Xavier Howard picked him off. You know, he picked him off earlier in the game. So Josh's like, I don't care. I'm throwing this ball up to Diggs because that's the look that they gave us. And we're going to see what happens. And Diggs, man, he, he adjusted to the ball. He high-pointed the catch. And he catches the ball, and he's laying down, and he just starts laughing. He starts laughing. Like, that, that is the kind of stuff – that tells you you're just a badass. You're a boss. One, great throw by Allen, but two, Diggs knows he's good. He just land there. He just laughing. He's, smi- he's smiling right up at Xavier Howard. like, bro, I just got you, dude. I just got you. First of all, okay, that's just on the catch. But if you look at, when you look at the replay, Stefan just worked him on the route. I mean, he hit him with the okey-doke. I mean, it, it was like pure speed. Xavier Howard had no answer. He had no answer at all, okay? And uh, if, if Josh was able to throw that ball in stride, oh, that's that's house call all day, <laughs> all day long. But, again, he high-pointed the ball. He caught it. He's smiling. I mean, you know, he, he even put his hand up like, you going to help me up, bro, like, Are we, aren't we boys? And Xavier was like, no, nah, dog, you don't have to get up on your own. <laughs> Xavier Howard's pissed that he just got worked you know Diggs didn't have a, a great game you know statistically you know he had four receptions 60 yards and a touchdown you know I didn't I didn't even mention the, the when Josh rolls right throws left to Diggs you know whatever but Diggs was laughing at him I just thought that was hilarious so but so we're we're, we're kind of getting back to it so you you look at everything and and from the from the game stats okay Jacoby Brissett was 24 of 40. He had 169 yards and an interception, okay? 169 yards on 40 attempts. That's not good. (laughs) Tua, one of four for 13 yards. That ain't it. You know, sometimes I think, I don't know about, you know, you guys and girls out there, but sometimes, you know, I think, when I see stats like that like 1 for 4 13, I'm thinking, you know what man? I bet you I could do I could do better than that. Yeah, you guys have been like, you know, you see you see him on fourth and one and you, you think I can get a first down. And I'm 260 pounds. I'm 6 foot 2 260. Like, I, hey, give me the give me the ball. Hey, you know, third and one. Not I didn't say fourth and one. I said third and one cuz then if I if I screw it up, you know, somebody else is going to have to take over. But I, I you know, I like to see what I could do. I probably wouldn't get it. But, you know, I like to think I would. And I know a lot of you guys think that way too, right? But one of four, 13 yards. You know, his only completion was Devontae Parker, okay? Um, Miami, as a total offense, had 216 yards total. (laughs) Let let that sink in for a minute. Two, one, six. Ain't going to cut it. It's not gonna cut it, buddy. Okay. You had that that equates to 145 yards through the air, you know, and 71 yards rushing. Like, it ain't gonna cut it. And a lot of that is from your quarterback. I mean, they have one like 20-yard run, and that was pretty much it, right? 3.1 yards per play. Uh, that's you know, by my calculations, I'm no scientist or mathematician, but that ain't gonna cut it either. <laughs> That ain't going to cut it. 3.1 yards per carry or per play. All right. They were eight of 18 on third down conversions. Uh, last week, there were 36% on third down conversions. So they really didn't do a good job here today either. Okay. You had 18 opportunities on third down. And you only got eight of them. You know, mm, that's not going to cut it. That's not good enough. Okay. And then 0 oh and 4, 0 <laughs> oh and 4 on fourth down. On oh four, that that's not good, folks. That's not good. Just so you know, you are listening and watching the Overreaction Post Game Show on the Buffalo Rumblings Multicast Network. I am Sterling. I am filling in for my guy Joe Miller, who had to take care of some stuff, uh, some personal stuff that he had to take care of. Uh, he is uh, he had to go to a funeral today, so you know, make sure you guys throw some prayers up for Joe and his family. You know, uh, you know, he was having. You know, just an emotional day. So he asked me to fill in. So that's why I'm here today. Um, you look at the Bills from an offensive standpoint, they had 314 yards, okay? Now, we know it wasn't the best the best um, offensive output, but you really didn't have to do all that because your defense just played that well. Um, in the second half, the Bills had four drives, three of them resulted in a touchdown. So that should tell you that, you know, there was a shift offensively, they kind of figured out what the dolphins were showing them. And they kind of, they kind of worked some things out. Now I want to see that manifest itself, you know, first half, you know, come out hot, right. The dolphins kind of did some things um, to, to kind of, you know, we got a 14 on lead. They started off good. Right. But I want to, we want to see more consistency. We want to see uh, more variance in the offense, you know, Again, they're not just going to go out and go five wide all the time. So we, gotta, we really do need to, uh, to, uh, to get that in our heads. I think they're working the kinks out, okay? They're working the kinks out. So we're going to see them kind of try some things, you know, so that when it comes to the playoffs, they're going to be able to, to have a more balanced offense. Trust me, guys. I'm telling you, this is where they're going. Everything you know about Brandon Bean, everything you know about Sean McDermott, it's all about the details. So this, this, this little idea that I have is not crazy, okay put the put the side the the greatest show on turf and the K gun offense let's just that that's going to have its place okay but just get in your minds that they're trying to be they're trying to have nuance on offense they got to have a balanced attack sometimes right you got to be efficient both passing and running pass blocking and run blocking so they're just working out the kinks all right so 171 yards passing Uh, 143 yards rushing. You know, the bills are 4.9 yards per play, 21 first downs, and seven to 13 on third down. I do want to see the third down conversion rate improve a little bit. Um, you know, that's 50 just about a little better than 50 that's that's good. Uh, I think they could have been better today on third down, though. I think they could have been better. Um, you know, Devin Singletary, like I said, 13 carries, 82 yards, one touchdown. Josh Allen 17 of 33 179 two touchdowns one pick and uh nine tackles for loss. That that was one of the stats that I wanted to bring up tonight was a uh, nine tackles for loss. I mean they these guys, you know, as a defense they got after it. And and it, and it showed not just this week. I mean last week last week too. They really they really got after it. Okay? Um one of the things that I know that uh that Joe does, he reads the mafia tweets. Okay, and I'm gonna do that today. Okay, uh, this is from oh, the old Bruce Nolan. This is my guy, Bruce, so I have to read this one. Okay, because it's the first one. This is what Bruce says he says, This game, more so than most, tests the how and why are more important than what. Bruce Philosophy 35 0 with plenty of teaching tape. Yes, this is plenty of teaching tape, and especially you know, these first two weeks have been. Great teaching moments. If you're gonna take an L, it, it, I, take it week one because you you know it's the mindset of being the hunt the hunter and the hunt head, right? The Bills were the hunter last year. They had something to prove. Now they're taking every, they're getting everybody's number one shot. So it's kind of like how every team views Kansas City or every team views Tampa Bay. You're gonna get everybody's 100. They're they're gonna give you their best shot, and that's what the Bills are getting. So today. The Bills' best shot was Miami secondary gave them their best shot today. Okay. And you're going to see this kind of stuff more so than not because teams are, are, are going to be the Bills are the hunted. So they have to kind of um, change their dichotomy and how they view themselves. They got to, every week, well, this is why Tom Brady is, is, is the, the greatest because he's able to not only with himself, but he, he gets the team thinking you know, that underdog mindset. That's why you hear them when they, they win Super Bowls all the time. And and he, 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 you know, they, he's like, nobody believed in us. And I'm like, the hell (laughs) what, what, what? Like, but he believes that he believes nobody believes. And I'm like, who's telling you this? Your wife telling you this? Like Bill telling you this? Who's telling you? They don't believe in you, bro. But he gets him and his team thinking this. This is the kind of mindset that that we need to see the Bills adapt. So I totally agree with you there, Bruce. Um, Let's see. (laughs) John Fina says, like, I just got a nice six-pack of my favorite IPA from Resurgence brew. You know, that's great because I am drinking uh, Resurgence tonight, the Pilsner, Circle the Wagons. I'm going to have a little bit right now in honor of my guy, uh, John Fina. I love Fina. Fina's the freaking man. And then my guy, Richard Rush, comes in. He says, uh, Allen didn't have his best day, but made some solid throws. The O-line protected better. We ran the ball solid. Motor had over 80 yards. D played amazing. AJ Vanessa had a lot of pressure. Groot had two sacks. There's still a lot to improve on, but uh, can't beat a shutout. You're right. You cannot beat a shutout. And he said, hashtag wild dreams land. Uh, Richard Rush is the homie. He's right. the 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 offensive line protected better. Devin Singletary looked good. Allen didn't, you know. Allen was yeah, hit or miss, but he had he had some really good throws and moments. He really did. So yeah, back to Bruce's comment. It's a teaching moment. You know, the Bills are going to get it right. Um, let's see. Uh, Chef said it says J A seventeen probably needed more preseason play. Pass game seems off. Hello, run game, my old friend. Hello, run game, my old friend. <laughs> defense, pass rush, still a lot of things to clean up, but our defense totally dominated the second half. Okay, I loved everything you said there, except for Josh Allen probably needed more preseason to play. I I, I didn't want to see Josh Allen in preseason. I don't I don't want to risk you know your two hundred and your two hundred million dollar quarterback getting hurt. Josh Allen is at this point in his career he's he's a veteran. I mean, I think he's going to be okay. You know, getting real NFL snaps and real games—that that's what he needs, and that's you're going to see it. He, he, the, the office is going to be fine. Again, they kind of change; they're changing their identity a little bit. Again, right? They're changed a little bit. So what we what we saw last year is necessarily going to get us, you know, a Super Bowl or take us where we need to go in the playoffs. Again, we, we're looking for more effectiveness on offense in different ways. So. um, NYPA in the 716 says, I love the win. I'm still concerned with Josh, but I think they found their way in the second half. Again, we're just going to have to be patient with the the passing offense as a whole. Uh, Let's see. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Mike Graham says, I was nervous about the offense in the first half, but they showed up in the second half. Our defense looks so good. This team is starting to become a complete team. Love seeing it. You know, that's a really good point that now you're seeing – um, last year it was too much of the offense. I mean, the, the offense had to carry the squad. I mean, I would say what 13, 12, 13 weeks of the season. The offense was the thing. Uh, and the defense is is kind of the defense is carrying. The defense is they're they're doing their part. They're 111. And uh the offense is gonna catch up. But this defense, man, if if the bills right now can maintain this level of defensive play. This is Super Bowl winning formula. Defense wins championships. And and that's still that is still the adage. It's, It's still true today. Defense wins championships. And in the playoffs, you need defense and you need to be able to run the ball. Those are two things. And so we see the Bills. What are they doing? They're working on their defense and they're trying to run the ball. You gotta love it. This is what you need to see. Get rid of get rid of well the bills did this last year Josh Allen statistically was an mvp you know runner up last year we don't know what that's going to look like for him this year he may he may not get mvp he may only have 30 passing touchdowns we don't know we don't know but i'd rather have balance on offense and defense than just blowing everything up from offensive standpoint statistically you know i love the fact that they're they're balancing things out Um let's see what do we else we have here? Uh 2020 offense shows up, 2021 defense stays, super bowl champs. We are one and one. Uh, less than expected, and no style points for how we lose or how we win. I'm impressed all the way around. That's from Jim Wickens saying that he's impressed with what the Bills have done. Yes, be impressed. Be impressed. This is the first time that I that we've that I've seen, first time that I've seen under McDermott the Bills just be dominant like I've never seen the Bills be this dominant from from every phase of defense from the line to linebackers to secondary being this dominant these guys are playing very very well very well and I can imagine what next week's gonna look like you're getting Washington football team in here they got Terry McLaurin you know they got Antonio Gibson uh Josh Heineke or however the hell you say his name I think you're going to you're going to see the bills are going to unfurl on the Washington football team. I think, you know, I don't think we're going to have a shutout, but I think you're going to see the kind of the same thing. You're going to see them blitz from the edges. You know, they're going to generate pressure up front. The only thing that I'm worried about next week is uh, the offensive line, how that's going to hold up. You know, Chase Young coming in the fold, you know, Allen, they got some dogs. You know they got some dogs on that on that mind i mean on that watch the front we'll talk about that later in the week i'll let joe handle that for you guys um so with with all that being said man with all that being said d- doesn't it feel good to get a w like we just we just went through every little thing offense defense special teams played well like if you had to if you had to drum it up any other way like, this is what you need from your team. And the Bills are 1-1, one and one, okay? Uh, and it's it's glory. So we are now, we are tied. Actually, we should be atop of the uh, AFC standings after today because Miami did beat New England and Buffalo beat Miami. So uh, we are back on top of the AFC East. I do not see uh, us having any issues in our division from a win-loss perspective. I really do think that the Bills are going to sweep the division again. So you heard it here, okay? You heard it here on the overreaction pod. The Bills are going to sweep the division. It's just going to happen. Look, when you when you go when you watch New England, they're okay, but if the if this defense continues to play like they are from you know, stopping the run, you can't pass quarterback. New England ain't got nothing. You, you just took Miami's best hit. I mean, if Tua plays in the game the Bills are winning 60 to nothing. I mean, that's how much they, if you're a Miami fan out there, you should be happy that Brissette came into the game because if two was in that, they were going to murder that guy. Like he would have thrown four or five picks based off of what we've seen from tape and what his, I mean, unless he became a totally different quarterback, that guy was going to throw four picks. We would probably have a defensive touchdown or two. I mean, it, it was going to get ugly real quick. That's why he only lasted a series or two because they were just lighting him up. I mean, the offensive line, they need some answers on the offensive line because those guys got worked. They got worked. They got worked. So Miami, uh, you're going to have to shore some things up on the offensive line. But th- this Bills team, I mean, you can't not look at this team and go, okay, like you have everything you need for a Super Bowl run. Everything you need for Super Bowl. Ethan says, Sterling, you didn't read my tweets, but great show. You know, thank you. You know, thank thank the voice tonight because uh the voice, you know, I, I'm happy that he was like, Yo, Sterls, you want to you want to come on? And I'm like, Joe, for you dog, like, absolutely, absolutely. No, I didn't get I didn't get to read everybody's tweets. I didn't get to read everybody's tweets, but uh I'm sure Joe will, will get you guys next week, though. So with all that being said, my hour is running out here. You know, my name is Sterling. You can find me and my work at Cover One um, at Ferro Sterling. Uh, I am on the Hoof Podcast on Tuesday nights. Now, you guys see me with Joe, Joe and our show. I mean, you guys know who I am or whatever. Uh, you can find find me there. But, uh, you know, one of the things that I love to do, I love to, to, to break down film, but kind of uh, make it, um, if you're like somebody who's on the couch or you're, you know, a lady that just loves the game and just, you know, I try to break things down in a way so that everybody can understand it, right? Because I'm not that smart of a guy. Okay, uh, I'm just not, you know. So I try to break things down from, uh, from, uh, you know, la- putting in layman's terms. That's that's what I bring. I bring a little, a little humor, you know. I got that good beer game going on. That dark skin, you know. I keep it rocking over here. Keep it rocking. But uh, man, thank you guys so much for hanging out with Buffalo Rumblings. You know, again, this is the overreaction. Post game show on the Buffalo Rumblings multicast network, brought to you by the Market Dominator. Uh, you know, you guys got guys like Jay Spence, the King. That's my dude. Bruce Nolan is my guy. So everything that's going on here at Rumblings is is the bee's knees. I mean, these guys, the all these guys over here kill Anthony Marino. I mean, dude, listen, y'all got it going on, man. So I am so thankful so thankful to hang out with you guys tonight and to overreact with you all. Be sure to, if you haven't liked, subscribe to follow uh, the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network that you do. So, you know, all their, all their top guys are talent, man, they, they're, they're amazing. So I just want to say thank you again. Uh, go bills and let's get another W next week. You guys stay safe and love each other. I'm out of here. Peace.